I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah that plush and the best part for every item you purchase bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. G-A-L-D-E-M. G-A-L-D-E-M. This song is good. Welcome to another season of Growing Up with Galden. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Charlie. I'm the editor-in-chief at Galdem. We're an award-winning company committed to platforming the voices, perspectives and the creative work of women and non-binary people of colour. I'm Nati Kasimbala. I'm a writer and former editor and long-time contributor at Galdem. Each week we invite guests to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are joined today by Liv Francis Cornebert, who's a writer and creative who's passionate about social justice and committed to lifelong learning. She is the co-founder of Legally Black UK, a campaign around representation of black people in the media. She's also an alumnus of the Advocacy Academy and has facilitated over 600 plus hours of youth participation and social justice training. She makes up one of two young advisors on the Paul Hamlin Foundation's Act for Change Fund, awarding grants to youth-led social action organisations across the UK. Owner of many houseplants and a lover of R&B, Liv is passionate about black people, black women and theorising responses to the afterlives of slavery through as many mediums as possible, particularly literature and art. 
So hi Liv, it's so great to have you on the show today. I was just reflecting with Natty and our producer Iwan about the first time I met you, which was when you were very young, still <laughs> at school. And I think I'd come in to give a talk on like feminism or something that I was definitely unqualified to be speaking about. But yeah, it's so nice to sort of have you with us on the show to see how your sort of life has progressed and your activism has progressed in the time since, yeah, we first came across each other. But the first question that we had today was around the phrasing of something you said once, which was responses to the afterlives of slavery, which we thought was just like a really beautiful nugget. And I wondered if you could share it with us a little bit about what that means for us as black people, for you as an individual, that phrase. So at uni, obviously, I study English Lit and I found that anything that I write, basically, I always kind of gravitate to how can I make this about race? And in terms of like the afterlives of slavery, I think that, so like I really love Toni Morrison and I love the way that she's kind of writing in like a, a tradition of like slave narratives, but kind of like with the purpose of healing, I guess, and like changing, kind of taking something from before and, and trying to make it something new. And Christina Sharp and like her wake theory, for me, that idea that like we're still kind of it's kind of like the, the ghostly remnants of slavery, I guess, and like the effects that it has on people today and like how that differs in the UK and in the US. And so I'm really interested in anything to do with like time and like haunting, but like around, I guess, structures that still exist and that you kind of, I guess, kind of, it's, I want to say like, it's not gaslighting, but it's like they're there, but like not there. So I'm interested in, that wasn't explained very well, but that's what I'm interested in. No, I think I totally get it. And I remember reading Beloved for the first time and I would definitely wasn't able to articulate it in the way that you just have but just definitely having like an intimate understanding of what Morrison was like getting at because you know I could feel those afterlives of slavery even if I couldn't you know, articulate them or I couldn't um, talk to anyone about them at that time so yeah I think that's a really a really potent way of, of getting at it. But I was just going to say that I find that idea super interesting and I think it's really prevalent at the moment in terms of how a lot of people seem to be kind of retelling and reimagining black traumas from the past into in these new and like inventive narratives probably starting with the likes of Jordan Peele and there's been a lot of discourse around the right and wrong ways to do that I guess so I, I guess I wanted to ask and something that I wrote about recently or watched recently was a bit of Barry Jenkins Underground Railroad which is in a very similar world of like reimagining the Underground Railroad as a literal like train track underneath the ground and I guess I wanted to ask like did you have any opinions on that kind of current landscape and how it can be best navigated to heal the the issues that it's kind of trying to address? Yeah okay that is like an awesome question so thank you so much. Interestingly enough I'm actually doing an American Horror Story module at the moment and that's literally like one of my essays like <laughs> it's on this. That um, sounds so good. I haven't started it yet. But yeah, I'm I'm actually really interested in that. I've been reading, I think I read Jason's article as well on, on like them and stuff like that recently when I was like basically a kid, when I met Charlie and like Legally Black and like representation, like our whole thing was like, no more slavery, like no more. And like, it's interesting because I still like don't want to see like black trauma porn on screen. And I and I do think it's kind of like a similar vein to like black exploitation and like there not being like an authenticity there, I guess, and like a feeling. And the idea of like Get Out was so revolutionary because it, it the horror was the things that were affected by, I guess, and people that weren't necessarily subject to that experience were able to understand why that was horror. 
And I think that's very different to just putting black people through horror, I guess. Mm -hmm. That that was yeah. a very simple yeah. way to say it, but but yeah. yeah. Just for context for those who perhaps haven't read Jason's article on them, could you just briefly explain what the sort of thesis of that was and, and what the show is that he was sort of referring to? Um, okay, I don't want to bitcher. <laughs> I don't want to bitcher it. Essentially, there's a, a show, I think, on Amazon called Them, which I think is, you know, us, them. Yeah, it's, and um, it's, it's this black family, I think, and it's like kind of like before like white flight and they move into this neighborhood and they're basically just terrorized by these racist white people. Yeah, and I just don't... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's all there. Okay. <laughs> so um, I feel like there are other ways now to talk about slavery and how we navigate the world as black people and what it's like to be without like us having to actually see the, the trauma bit because like it's not past, it's not gone, you know, it's still here. So it's just like, I think there's something interesting about making you watch that back as well. I haven't finished it and like it's, I'm finding it really hard, but I'm reading scenes of subjection. I think there's something really interesting about like the spectacle of horror and I guess making us participate in that voyage, like viewership, like that voyeurism. Yeah. So, but yeah. Super interesting. I guess like the ones that seem to stand out as successful in quotation marks in like the mission are like proposing something alternative almost or proposing some kind of hope or some kind of like deeper reading whereas yeah the kind of like exactly the very base level or like surface level you know violence against black people is something that you don't really need to turn on your tv to witness in real life so it, yeah interesting you get it <laughs> <laughs> so you touched live a little bit just there on like how your thoughts and feelings around the world have changed since the early days of Legally Black. But I'd love to hear just like a little bit more about how the project has progressed. For anyone who doesn't know about Legally Black, it'd be lovely just to hear your um, your origin story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so basically I was, I was in sick form and I was doing stuff with Consented because they were just like great and they put me on and stuff and met Charlie. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, I'm so cool. And then I did the Advocacy Academy, which is an amazing fellowship programme in South London. A social justice fellowship programme, just amazing, has genuinely changed my life. <laughs> and yeah, and one of the requirements on that programme was to create a social justice campaign around an issue that you're really passionate about. I got placed in a group with Belle, Shaden and Kofi because we all wanted to talk about representation in some form. And then our like campaign coach was Aisha, who was just amazing, amazing as well. And yeah, we were just like ranting about like how black people are presented on TV and like how we hate it and stuff. At first it was just like racism is so shit. But then obviously they were kind of like, we have to hone it in a bit. And so, yeah, we were just talking, we were, we were looking at like cosplays of stuff. And then we saw like this Brazilian Harry Potter on like Instagram. That is literally like the, the actual like true story. <laughs> And then we were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we made like posters of like black people and like British stuff as well? Because this is like the time of Black Panther and 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 we were just like, oh, like they're going to use that to be like, you've got no point. And so we were yeah, like, yeah. nah, nah, Britain, what are you doing? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then we made these posters with our friends and like literally like in Shaden's school dance studio and 
yeah, and like our friends and family posing the pictures and then they went viral and they were on bus stops. And they were everywhere, man. I remember seeing them like around South London. It was great. Yeah, it was really cool. Very intense at the Mm. time and like put a lot of strain on like school and friendships and just a lot. But but I'm really grateful for what I learned from it and like who I've met. And yeah. Nice. And so, you know, what's happening with Legally Black today? You guys still going? I don't know. It's it's interesting because there's it's a really massive platform, right? That if we want to use, we can. But we also like I think after the first poster project, there was a lots of like lots of people asking us like, oh, okay, so like, what's the next poster project? Are you gonna make another one? And we felt like that would take away from what the initial project was. And also, it was organic, right? It wasn't that we're gonna just keep making poster campaigns, and we didn't want to just keep doing that for the sake of it. It was kind of like okay what can we do behind the scenes like what can we a lot of the more exciting stuff actually didn't like blow up as much as the posters and stuff and so yeah I think we've kind of taken a step back but definitely if there was a way that we found we were able to use the platform in a good way then I'm sure we would and also like we've just grown up like a lot of our politics like have changed and like don't really align as much and also, I don't know, I think I still have as much hope and as much optimism as I did then. There's lots of mixed feelings towards it. Yeah, I can imagine. And I think that like, you know, when you do start something so young, this idea of your politics changing, I think is so accurate. I was reading back actually the other day <laughs> about an article that um, Liv wrote and I probably edited like in 2016 on Gaudem. And she, she's essentially, I can't believe, I can't remember if I told you about this now, but she's essentially arguing that like a conservative black person wanted to write for Gaudem and they had like a really good idea, then they could. And like, we would just never, like today we would just <laughs> never, like that's quite a hard line for us. Like, you know, we would never platform someone whose views that we think are, are actively dangerous and that yeah. encompasses most conservatives, fortunately. So yeah, I get it. But yeah, it's really interesting to hear about that journey, I think. And yeah, again, I'll let Natty on delay come in. I think even just like, it reminded me of what we're talking about with Afua and on the last season about how it can happen a million times over over the course of your career and when something like you said goes public or it kind of has a life outside of your hands it can be hard to kind of claw back like your agency about it and be like okay cool this existed in this time frame but like maybe there's more nuance to it than just like black people in white roles or whatever whatever it is that's changed or shifted so yeah it's good to be able to have that like perspective to say I think slightly differently now and I'm not going to allow the pressure of like that path to like shape my whole career if I'm not fully bought in so that's awesome but I guess it would be great speaking of past selves it would be great if you could read out your lovely extract for us which you wrote when you were 16 um, and give us a little bit of context and then we'll have more questions to come afterwards okay I'm actually I'm not excited to read this out because I just feel like I was such a like Humbler 16 year old oh like, we all were gives us pizzazz <laughs> yeah. i mean it does it does give you a little little je ne sais quoi, but still like it, i'm just it's really cringe as well because like, i don't write poetry now like at all and so when i was looking about i was like is this a poem and then i was like use the poetry girl and also as well like, i really struggled to find something to read out because i realized i just don't keep anything so i was like girl like who were you like where is your past? Like, you don't have one. Where's the diary? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't keep diaries because 
there was no way I could write anything that my mum would read. So it's kind of weird, like, because I, I was like, can I call myself a writer? Because I was like, you haven't written anything. Or if you have, like, you can't find it. <laughs> like, yeah. Bless you. Haven't but you found this. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's let do it. it. Let's do it. Sorry, <laughs> I was stalling. Okay, this piece is called Numb. Numb is for not knowing exactly how you're feeling. Feeling nothing, no point, no reason is still feeling. Numb is for easier to say than I feel empty and sad and like there's no point to me being. Because surely, numb is also for this is temporary, this will pass, this is fleeting. Numb is for all the hurt you've hurt before that you've convinced yourself doesn't hurt anymore. Numb is for all the time you think you've lost feeling numb. For that half-asleep feeling, for that wrestle to wake up. Numb is for standstill, stationary, sometimes just stuck. Like maybe that's just what I've become. That monotonous lull, that cocoon you wrap yourself in. Feeling lost doesn't mean you won't find yourself again. Numb is not simply not feeling, just not knowing exactly how you're feeling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I guess, yeah, to start with, how does it feel to read that back all these years later? And do you remember what you were like when you wrote that and what you were feeling like? 
I definitely feel small. Like I feel, I feel like yeah, I feel small. I feel younger reading it. It's funny because I feel like lots of people go back and like read their own stuff, and they're like, "Wow, I've grown so much. Like I'm so far away from there." And in lots of ways, I am very far from that place. But in other ways, I feel like, girl, you haven't even grown. Like nothing has changed. Like I feel like when I was like. 15, 16, I was definitely having like a very rough time, just like in terms of like family and like school and just like my, myself. And my response at the time was to be like, I don't feel anything, like nothing can get to me. Like I'm just out here. Whereas now I feel like I'm much more emotionally intelligent. I'm like, it's okay to feel things. Yeah, like I feel definitely like much more emotionally intelligent and far away from that thing of like, I'm just going to shut down. But I think I had to kind of like shut down in different ways, like just actually take a break and a breather and allow myself to like rest. Yeah, like recently, like I've like finally got like a diagnosis for like depression, and anxiety and stuff. And like, that's been nice because I've been like, I know I felt like this for a really long time. And so to kind of, I shouldn't have to have, what, what is it? It's, how's it go? It's like, why do you need white man paperwork? Like, but at the same time, it has helped a lot with like uni and stuff and it's not just like a oh like live sad. It's like like put a name to alone. it. Like I actually, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't say I feel numb in like the just the general sense of the word, but I do relate to like what I wrote there about like yeah, not kind of really knowing, and I guess still kind of being like optimistic in a way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's beautiful. Thank you for kind of explaining that journey for us a wee bit. I guess my question is, did you feel back then that you had anyone that you could like go to and talk to about that feeling of numbness like where did you seek solace beyond just forcing yourself not to feel anything I low-key think like okay so I was also falling out with like I completely changed friendship group at that time and everything school was actually just so dramatic for no reason I definitely I when I say like I was a tumblr girl like I mean it like I think I actually just like really like delved into like twitter and tumblr that, well, that like, was the place that you went to kind of yeah. let everything out and yeah yeah and I think that's why I was like social justice warrior quote-unquote at the time like I just like took on all of that instead like on the internet I think it's unrelated but I was gonna say like I literally remember like one of my friends at the time like he was like arguing with this like racist American white lady on Twitter and he just at me like like just go after her like and I just did like this is what I used to do <laughs> so so yeah, I'm laughing about it now actually, but at the time I probably was not okay. But yeah, I used to just spend all my time like online and and like in some ways I feel like Tumblr was like very toxic at the time, like very romanticizy mental health, like in a way that was not healthy. That's interesting in terms of like everyone. Yeah. I, so I, I wasn't a huge Tumblr user. I did have it, but I didn't go on it very often. Was it in the case that like everyone was talking about their, their diagnoses or, or presumed diagnoses in a way that felt like it was I don't know not encouraging people but like I don't know yeah, yeah. tell me about it no yeah like it's really interesting because I understand and like I'm so grateful for like the silos that I'm in and like the communities that I get to like be a part of like now that's definitely like where I go to like my friends and at the time though I would say that that was like not healthy like it's it's weird because like I want to say like it's similar to how like TikTok is a bit now but at the same time I feel like TikTok at least the side I'm on, I can't speak for everyone, but at least the side I'm on is like 
not as dangerous in that way. I do think Tumblr was just like unruly, like I, it was just. I, I yeah. totally hear you, and I feel like the difference because obviously there's a lot of conversations at the moment about diagnoses and the educational part or informative part of TikTok kind of normalizing mental health issues or like leading to overdiagnosis. I, I would say that from my experience as well, Tumblr was almost, because it was a, a lot more of a, an aesthetic app rather than a communicating app, it was like the whole aesthetic of mental illness, of like people being sick, people in harm. Like you would literally have yeah. like pictures of bruises yeah. on Tumblr and that kind of yeah. stuff. So it was kind of like the aesthetic of mental illness without any of the like actual stats like go to your doctor get like this is what this is called this is like what bipolar disorder is so I'm completely with you but I do think it's a very interesting point you raise about the whole like like using social media and social justice as like your outlet for like these other frustrations in life and like kind of taking your individual problems and like trying to solve them on a societal level if that makes sense something my therapist says I do (laughs) (laughs) I mean thank you for the free therapy like the, you know that's as you were saying that I was like oh 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 is this, oh this is me you know like when you're talking about issues that you face but you kind of say like black people this or black women deal with this and kind of talk on these general broad terms often it's a way of like detracting from like how you feel as a person sometimes and trying to like address it as like a societal ill and as much as that is really healthy in a lot of us <laughs> sorry, a lot of us like that it, there's benefits to I viewing the world like drag. that yeah I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> That's so okay. interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it yeah it is really interesting yeah just that as much as it can be beneficial it can also mean that you put your own well-being your individual and personal well-being on the back burner in order to like deal with these other things because you're like avoiding actually just addressing your own feelings oh my gosh I mean that makes a lot of sense um one of the problems in advocacy particularly when we had to like pick issues and stuff or like pick things I'd be like no I'm gonna do everything no I can't simply narrow this down I have to have to no I was like no like it was literally that was like a recurring thing and then I would say the the next issue at least that I noticed was like burnout, like just not being able to stop that and like it's spilling over into everything kind of. So yeah, as in everything you were saying, I was like, damn, she's holding a mirror up to my, like, this This oh. is a mirror. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So it was Thank that, you. For, for you, it was that thing of, in the Legally Black days, it was that thing, and Advocacy Academy days, it was that thing of wanting to fix all of the world's problems. Is that what you're kind yeah. of insinuating? Not right, really being able to like just, narrow even now though I think I think it's because like like I was saying like the Tumblr and Twitter and stuff but I got into that like to this day like I remember the name it's called Delafro at Delafro on Twitter and like that's like one of the big ones I remember and like it's just intersectionality like that's how I got in so for me it was like first like mind blown and then it was like I can't possibly think about any one thing because everything's interconnected I have to like oh like and I just yeah, yeah I don't know I think I just ran with it a bit I guess, you know, what do you think your advice would be to that younger self who is struggling with, like, narrowing it down? Like, do you think it's important as someone who is doing activism work to narrow your focus? Or do you think that, like, in the beginning, it just makes sense to have a wide focus and then take time to bring it together? Because, you know, that's you learning, that's you growing, etc. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. 
even now, like I still kind of feel like uncomfortable with like the activist term. To my younger self, I would say focus on just finding like where you're at, like positioning yourself, I guess, and not necessarily like trying to go out and change the whole world and stuff or like beating yourself up when you don't see something as tangible change, I guess. Because even till now, like I still kind of struggle with like what counts as work and like what isn't work and stuff. And and I think that in terms of like whether you take on the whole world or you take on like a small issue, I think it's fine to like no issue is a single issue, right? It's fine to like care about lots and lots of different things. Yeah, I think I still actually find it difficult to like toe that line between like in theory, like I care about all these things, but then like in practice, you can't really do that. And I guess maybe if you're trying to spread yourself too thin, you actually like are not a help to yourself or to anyone else, I guess. So and also just like I'm just not great at like managing lots of things all at once. Like I've just had to accept that I'm just not. So um yeah, I, I get it, though. I think as journalists, and I'm sure Natty will get it, too, is that you're kind of you have to care about a lot of things because you're writing about lots of different things. But it can often make you feel as though because you're not an expert in any one thing that like the work you're doing around that topic is obviously not going to be as good or as in-depth or as detailed or as impactful, which is the key thing, as you want it to, because you don't have the time or the space to like be like, okay, I'm just going to go down this rabbit hole and research like immigration for like two years because you just wouldn't make any money. You wouldn't be able to survive. And so, yeah, I think we do get it from a slightly different angle for sure. And just to ask the final question, I think a lot of what we've touched on has been about like, growth and like probably I think because it's you're still so young and it's been quite a formative time between this lovely girl who wrote this lovely poem about numbness and the the live we see today and I guess I wanted to like the poem feels like it's about not having a name for something and not being able to quite describe it and understand it and obviously with like your more recent diagnosis and kind of just adding a lot of layers and nuance to, I guess, a lot of the ideas you had as a teenager. I guess I just wanted to ask, like, what do you think that younger self would think of, like, the person you are today and where you're at? My friend sent me this tweet, like, a while ago, but and it was, like, my 12-year-old self would think I'm, like, so young, cool and hot and fun now, so that's all that matters. And I really resonate with that. Like, there's so much shit that, like, I never thought I'd be doing now that I am. And even in terms of like, so like I have a twin brother, right? And and like I'm, I live with like my African side of the family, Nigerian. And the, and it was very much like lawyer, doctor, so do something like concrete and tangible, right? And I never thought that I would like, one, have the courage to be like, I'm going to do English. Two, be like writing articles and like doing art and like, yeah, like my brother's always known what he's wanted to do. Like he's since like for a very long time, he's been like, I'm going to be a forensic scientist. And like, I just never knew. And I realized like, I actually just kind of like just vibing because like, I just do what I enjoy and it takes me to good places. And I'm content with that. I'm actually quite happy with that. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff around that, that like at 16, I think I was really insecure about. And like, I wasn't sure of myself like at all. And like, tiny things as well like um on advocacy academy at the end of our very first residential you had to write yourself a letter to for like the end of the residential and like I didn't have anything to write and they were like just just write anything when I came back to London actually I was like clearing up my room I found it 
and it had like such basic things like pierce your nose like like get that nose piercing which I now have yeah and like I remember before being like I can't do these things like, I can't do anything like da, da, da. and like there's so many small I think I have to like remember sometimes to like look back at like things that I don't see as quite a big deal that actually like to 16 year old me would be like she's so fucking cool I think that's such a lovely way of looking at it and I think like when you're a teenager and you kind of imagine like your future self you kind of see like some huge transformation like a makeover montage or whatever and you just kind of come out the other side and you look like a superhero or, or something like that but actually like all of those tiny little incremental changes that you make when you say like I'm not going to do this degree I'm going to do this degree I'm going to get my nose pierced and I don't really care if my parents agree with it or not I'm going to get a little tattoo and we'll see how it goes I and maybe did. you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to myself like a couple of years ago but all of those things um, like accumulate to make you the person that you actually want to be and the more that you lean into exactly what you want the more fulfilled you'll feel in, in that so that's such a lovely note to end on thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Me too. Thank you. Yeah, wishing you all the best. So, yeah, no, I thought it was really warming to hear her experiences and also just relate very heavily, but from a position of someone who's younger than me rather than older as well, to kind of be like, okay, it does get better and, like, you know, this is all part of the journey. But she's so, like, smart and, like, cautious in the right way, I think, to do things right and sustainably and like preserve her own well-being and keep growing so I, I think she's a really inspiring person to talk to yeah definitely and like you know even from the first time that I met Liv which is when she would have probably been only 16 maybe max 17 18 she was always very wise she was very clearly like super intelligent and like I really hope that if she's listening to this that she knows that like as much as I think it's like definitely good to be reflective and kind of change your views and opinions on things that she has always you know taken things seriously and that always came through in the amount of thought and intelligence that she puts into her work whether or not she wants to call it activism has always been apparent and I think that she should be so proud of what she has achieved and what you know I'm sure she's going to go on to do great things too so yeah she's just like she's just a really lovely really lovely person clearly very wise and I love that she's kind of leaning into like different elements of theory as much as university can be like tricky it does give you that space to kind of explore and sort of critique and analysis so that's that's good for her oh my god yeah I was jealous all over again I was like oh my god I want to do a module <laughs> on something yeah. do you know what I mean just on like... American, American horror yeah, literally yeah, no, and just well. explore and, and it's such a good time like I know everyone obviously says oh my god university's the best time of your life but like in terms of actually just being able to explore different things and have the space to think about what you want to do with your future it is such a like pivotal time for her and I'm excited to see what she goes on to do yeah Liv was great this has been an II Studios production thank you so much for listening we really hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget you can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners early access to tickets for Galdem events an advanced copy of our annual print issue and so much more Make sure you're following us on all major social media platforms at Galdemzine for the latest independent journalism or visit our website, which is gal-dem.com.
Galdem has a book, I Will Not Be Erased, Our Stories About Growing Up As People Of Colour. It's available in all good bookstores or online. If you loved this episode of Growing Up With Galdem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.